Okay, can you hear me if I speak in this voice? This works? Okay, we begin once again with the name of the Divine, who is the most in mercy, the eternal in mercy. And all praises are due to the Divine, the Lord of all the worlds. So, on behalf of the Islamic Center of Wheaton, I wanted to invite or further, further welcome every single person who, who is in this room. And just some very, very brief remarks to help even add some more, uh, some more atmosphere to, to our conversations. That one of the most central principles of, of Islam is that the whole foundation of our tradition can be traced back to the very, very first chapter of the Quran, which is called the opening. And to understand the essence of the opening, you need only understand the very first verse of the Quran, which translates as, in the name of God, with the name of God, most merciful, eternally merciful. And to understand the essence of that point, you need only understand the essence of the very first word, in Arabic, bi, which is a conjunction, in or with. And what is the idea here? That one of the most central principles in, in the Islamic tradition is the principle of connection. That almost all of the virtues that we consider to be in our tradition are actions that bring people closer together, that bring people closer to the world, that bring people closer to the divine. And that which we consider to be sin in our tradition, a sin is a disobedience of the divine, but look at any sin, whether it is a lie, whether it is a breaking of a trust, whether it is a betrayal, sins are breaking the connections. And so when we bring ourselves together here as various communities of prayer, by default we're already coming as people who seek a connection with the divine, right? Whether we speak from, from this center or from a different center, that is built in. But now we're taking it a step further by seeking connection with each other. And the first thing to see with each other, which is already built into the conversation, is that we all, we all are people of prayer. And that's something that cannot be overstated. Meaning, when you are speaking to a population of prayer, there is something built in, in terms of tranquility. There's something built in, in terms of higher aspirations about ourselves and about the world. And that's what every one of us has in common with each other. And then from there, that's what brought us to the table. From there, the next step is to see that you and I share a common humanity, right? That you have a family, I have a family. The next person at the table has a family with all of our family concerns. And because we all drink from the same water, our family concerns are going to be almost always identical, right? My children are teenagers. And one of the challenges with my children is to get them to get out of bed, right? What time is it now? Four o'clock? They're probably still in bed right now, right? And notice everybody in the room understood my point. And then you take it to a higher level, which is to figure out in what way can you and I work together in our own paths of connecting to the divine. And that's conversation related to faith. And I'm speaking of something beyond normal interfaith. Normal interfaith conversation is I love you, you love me, let's all be happy, right? Here we're talking about something more substantive. What can I appreciate about your tradition that you find valuable in your tradition? What can you appreciate about me in terms of my tradition and what is very valuable to me in my tradition? And the result is that you'll get insights about your tradition that you may not have realized were there, and I'll get insights about mine. But then bring this, bringing this a step higher, 
which is perhaps what's motivating a lot of these meetings even more, is that you and I see what's happening in society. That there's a growing sentiment of hate in our society. There's a growing sentiment of anger in our society. And so we also have a, a, a tradition in, in our pathway that anger and gratitude cannot exist in the same heart. That if you are angry, it will push away the gratitude from your heart. If you are grateful, it'll wash away the anger. So think of anger like fire. Think of gratitude like water. Anger being like fire, what does anger do? To stay alive, it burns more and more and more until there's nothing left to burn. But what is gratitude? Gratitude is like water. Okay? And so what is it that you can I do to help the people around us develop gratitude? Ours is a tradition of mercy. Yours is a tradition of love. How can we embrace or how can we convince the people around us to embrace mercy and love? So what I'm also saying, with full respect to everyone in this room, is that not only are we breaking bread together, but we're also mutually embracing a responsibility to see the ship that we're in, which in some ways looks like it's sinking with anger and gratitude, and the people of conscious, meaning the people of belief, have the higher responsibility of keeping the ship afloat to reach its destination in the sky. So may the peace and blessings of God be upon you all. Please dig into some more food, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you.